Well, I thought I was right, but such was not the case. A couple of things that Keith and I need to clear up. You know, we heard that the Nielsen reorg that impacted everybody a couple of weeks ago, that that was it. And that the reorg was over. Well, that too has proved not to be the case, Keith. And my good co-host friend and cohort, Mr. Keith Samuels, has more interesting people moves in the media space to talk about. Good morning. We're back with another edition of Media Insultant. Our opinions and comments, even some uh, snarky comments. In Seattle, I'm Jackson Weaver. And in Southern California, rain-soaked but still above water is my co-host, Keith Samuels. Good morning, Jackson. And uh, (laughs) we had the ark ready to go, but uh, we we lived through it. (laughs) So today, without commercial interruption, we'd like to welcome you to the Tuesday, January 17th episode of Media Insultant. We wanted to open today's show with a little bit of uh, housekeeping, I guess, Keith. Um, as some of you know, we've been doing this show, Media Insultant, for, what, the better part of uh, three years? Oh, no, about and, two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. Well, okay. That's the better part of three years in my... I'm, I round <laughs> up, Keith. I round up. Like a true radio rep. I'm rounding up. Yeah. I'm rounding up my gross rating points. <laughs> yeah. I'm rounding down my cost per point. Yeah. See, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, I, and I really wish you hadn't told me that because now I'm going to have all of my old clients calling and saying, let's talk about that Bye. <laughs> we have come a long way, though. It's uh, had some great shows, had some great guests. And frankly, more than anything, it's been an awful lot of fun. So as we began to dig into some of the numbers, we discovered a couple of things. We discovered that our weekly traffic is spread among multiple editions of Media Insultant, which is to say, not just the current issue or current episode when people come to either the podcast site or the video site. So if 100 people show up to download a show in a week, that's uh, distributed them over multiple shows. And presumably it's, I don't know, Keith, based on topics? You know, something like that. Yeah, I, I think it, it entirely is. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to hear what they have to say about that. Right, right. And while our tenure, that is the number of consecutive shows we've done, puts us really in the top 3 or 4% of podcasts, the 2 million that are out there, uh, the download numbers uh, put us at about 50%. And even at 50%, that's not enough to ever really have seriously monetized it. We also found that in the Friday edition, we have about 20% less traffic than the Tuesday edition. Now, when we offered it Friday, we thought initially, well, we'll do Friday and people will be able to catch it over the weekend. But that doesn't seem to have happened. So, you know, you either you know, have less chance of, a, of an opportunity to catch us because fewer and fewer people are working on Friday or working in the office, or maybe you listened on Tuesday. and That was enough. <laughs> that was enough, exactly. <laughs> So going forward, we're going to do a media insultant once a week now, just once a week, about the same length of time, and we'll have the same topics. You know, we'll be talking about uh, what we think about what's going on in media. But instead of Tuesday and Friday, it'll be Wednesday now. We'll be doing the shows just on Wednesday. We'll drop them at the same podcast platform, the same video platform on Vimeo. So beginning next week, that'll be our first Wednesday show, January the 25th. 
and we'll do Wednesday's TFN thereafter. Sounds good, buddy. Okay. You've got some, you've got some clarifications and um, some updates on, uh, on one of the stories we talked about uh, last week that uh, it's basically alphabet soup with all the call letters uh, that we got confused a little bit about uh, sports radio. <laughs> so uh, w- what do you need to clarify, Jackson? Well, we have to clarify because we are we do things scrupulously right, and if we don't do scrupulously right, sort of right, and the thing that's really important is that when people agree with us, we're right, and when they don't agree with us, well, you know, that's the other the other They're side wrong. of the story. <laughs> we're still right. <laughs> that's right. So anyway, last week I said that WSCR, the Score, a sports station in Chicago, I said that was the old top forty rocker, the famous WCFL. Well, WSCR was not the old WCFL. However, it was NBC's old WMAQ, which is the oldest broadcast signal in Chicago since 1922 and owned by NBC for a bazillion years. However, to make an excuse for my error, the old WCFL, which was a legendary radio station, battled against WLS in the 60s and 70s. It was the home of Larry Lujak and Steve Dahl for years. It, too, is a sports station. To my credit, at least I knew that the, that the station that had been WCFL was another sports station, WMVP, which is owned by Good Karma, I think. I also misspoke in saying that WMVP was at 100. It's not at 100 on the dial. It's at 1,000 on the dial. Duh. Sorry about that. And we made the comment that WCFL was owned by the Chicago Federation of Labor. WCFL. That's where the call letters came from. Now, on that point, Keith, I was correct. Yes, you were, Jackson. (laughs) Thank you. But I wanted to play, because just for the fun of it, I wanted to play a top-of-the-hour ID that uh, WCFL had in 1971 that uh, reinforces the fact that this station was owned by the Chicago Federation of Labor. I didn't have any trouble getting up today. 1001, Chuck Knapp at the Voice of Labor. Wow, what an incredible day. Larry Lujak Super Jack bumper stickers are yours free at all time at can stores. From Super CFL. Ready for a little uh, mid-morning rock and roll? <laughs> yeah, baby. Those were the days. Those were the wow. days. Wow. Actually, wow. I love that jingle package, so... <laughs> Okay, enough geek, Keith. I'm so sorry you had to put up with that. And I apologize to our audience, but every once in a while, you know, we get to kind of go out on a limb here on the on the podcast. Now, we also said... Yes, what was the, what was the ne- well, last clarification? It had to do with the uh, regional sports network. Yeah, I made the comment that Hearst uh, was starting a new regional sports network, and that was way wrong. It's Scripps with two Ps, Scripps, not Hearst. Which in itself is an interesting story we'll be talking about in our next show. We'll dig into their model. It's really kind of interesting. Okay, we have taken care of every single thing we've screwed up over the past three years. Done. Done. Cleared it up. Well done. Now, Keith. Yes. Now, let's start talking a little bit about Nielsen. You had a call from a, a Nielsen rep. Go ahead and tell me a little bit about that. What were his assurances? Well... Well, let's let's start with what we said on the show last week about the, uh, um, you know, Brad. There was the news that came out that Brad Kelly, who oversaw the audio division of Nielsen, which was basically the old Arbitron company, 
that and and when Nielsen bought Arbitron, Brad was running that audio group, and he brought with him his whole entire management team, about nine people, and then below them probably about another thirty local sales reps and trainers and so forth. And I was voicing my concern for the future of the audio division and its uh, relationship with radio and um, uh, that what happens now? I mean, there's no Brad, you know, he's gone. And Brad had been there since 1998, long time. And beloved uh, head of audio for, uh, for, for Nielsen, formerly Arbitron. So I got a call from one of my uh, many friends at Arbitron, now Nielsen, and I was assured, you know, after the broadcast, like the next day, because everybody in Arbitron apparently, or Nielsen was talking about our show, uh, the next day, uh, I get a, a, a call from, uh, uh, from one of the senior people there that said, hey, don't worry about it. We're all good. The whole team that Brad brought over is still intact. We're still the guys to call. It's all good. It's all good. With a caveat, that said... You know, who knows what the future holds? I went, yep, you know, you're right, but let's hope that, that's good to know that the, 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 the main, that the, the management team is still there, still intact. I'm relieved. I'll make it, I'll make a note and I'll tell Jackson on the show, the next edition we do, that the, that the, uh, the management team's intact. And what happens? The next day, <laughs> the reorg <laughs> comes down yeah, to the next yeah. level, which is the managers that worked for Brad Kelly. And sadly, three of them uh, were let go uh, uh, last week. You know, one was uh, Bill Rose, uh, one of their senior senior guys. Bruce Apovitz, who oversaw the uh, all the network radio ratings, uh, all the podcasting, big job there. And then Dave Chipman, who uh, oversaw like thirty nine percent of Arbitron's revenue, was let go. So all three of these senior guys get let go, and it's like, oh, oh, wow. You know, if I take somebody like Chipman, who, you know, literally 30, 39, 40 percent of their revenue came out of out of his region. Yeah. And I guess it goes to show that no matter how well you're doing, no matter how much revenue you're generating, may not matter. May yeah. Not and, matter. and it's really sad to see because these three guys uh, represented so much intellectual capital on the audio side. Now, there's yeah. there's, there's, yeah. there's six other yeah. people that are remaining. I mean, it's uh, Rich Tunkel and. Six of those managers are still there. But the intellectual capital that, that, that they've let go is irreplaceable. You know, it's really irreplaceable. Nobody knows the network radio space better than Bruce. Nobody knows his region better than Shipman. You know, so it, it's, it's just really sad. And I, I got a comment from another one of our regular listeners that said, you know, because I, I was because he said, you know, it's really sad to see all this intellectual capital go. He goes, but you know what? These companies don't care anymore about that. You know, that intellectual capital isn't the value to them. They think they can find it somewhere else or it really doesn't matter. They just need to cut costs. They need to cut bodies. They need to cut costs. And frankly, when you've got uh, a big senior group of managers like they did at Arbitron, now Nielsen, there's, there's probably a target on a lot of those guys' backs. So I'm well, sorry can- to see them go. Yeah, I am. I am too. I knew a couple of them pretty well. Although I, I got to say, I think that you know, in front, that this may be the ideal time to step out, particularly for somebody like, like Chipman, because they're facing so many competitive headwinds, and it's going to be really hard to make this year look as good as last year. And it's just going to get harder and harder. You know, uh, uh, Nielsen on the radio side of things has had a complete monopoly. 
and they have done a great job of exploiting it. I can't I can't say anything negatively about them on, on that standpoint. But, you know, it may be the great time to step out because, you know, they're at the peak. It, it's not going to get a whole heck of a lot better for the next few years. They've got such strong headwinds, particularly on television. And as you and I discussed, I think this could be a great opportunity for Eastland Research, which mm. Mike Gould and uh, Kent Phillips have been trying to develop. Nielsen's lost their accreditation. There's new competition on the TV side, which makes Eastland's radio focus a really good story. It's more compelling. They can say, you know, we're not screwing with radio or, not, or TV. We're not screwing with, you know, digital. You know, we're just focused on radio. And so this may be a great opportunity for the guys at Eastland to do something very interesting and much more competitive in, in larger markets than they have been in so far. Well, I agree. And these headwinds that you mentioned, I think, are both in, they're not only external, as you just discussed, but they're also internal. You know, they've got the internal yeah, headwinds yeah. of the, of the mm-hmm. Nielsen and then now Nielsen won. They're, they're kind of all in one, you know, ratings that will include audio, video, digital, you know, all these kinds of things. And, uh, you know, we really don't need these guys over in old radio. I think that, that for Eastland, you know, the opportunity, certainly in, in markets 100 and smaller, is, is, is really huge because, you know, uh, who's, who's going to handle all that? I don't know what they're going to do with the network space. And maybe, maybe that network space is, is shrinking enough that from an audience standpoint that it's not going to matter like it did 10 years ago. But it still matters currently i don't know where it goes in the future so you know we'll see but you know you take you know chipman's been there a long time so bobbitt has been there you know 30 years i guess probably as long as kelly was 25 there. or 30 years they've all yeah, been yeah. i mean these, they've all been there 30 years long, or so so the relationships that they have are going to be tough to replace and clearly i don't think nielsen really gives a rip that seems to be the case seems to be the case so all yeah right, your, you your, East, your guys the- at eastland have a, have a God, if they don't take advantage of this, it'll be a missed opportunity of a lifetime. Well, we're going to keep an eye on it. You follow the uh, people uh, moving around the business uh, pretty effectively. So let's bring everybody up to date. Who's Zooming who these days? <laughs> you know, my, my theme for, for personnel moves this, this month is, is, t- is timing. What is the deal with timing? How do these jobs, it's not so much who got the job, but it's, it's like, how did why why now? So, for instance, last month iHeart promoted one of their GSMs in San Diego to to be the director of sales, overseeing all sales for all the San Diego stations. They call it the senior VP of sales because if you're just a GSM, it's not a GSM or general sales manager anymore. You're a vice president of sales. Yeah, whatever. And so they promoted Kathy Lloyd, one of their sales managers and to dos to the svp of sales everybody's all excited congratulations kathy she's worked for everybody in the san diego market but most recently iheart but here's the thing they announced this promotion five months after the prior svp of sales was promoted to market manager or market president okay so what why does it take five months to make to promote one of your in-house sales managers to be the SVP of sales. I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. I do know. They saved five months of the DOS SVP salary, almost six, a half a year worth of salary. So, you know, congratulations. But it's radio so predictable. They always delay, they always wait months and months, save the money, and then hire the person anyway or promote the person anyway. It's crazy. 
Well, I mean, there, there is another possible explanation, which is a little darker, and that is they look around, they try to recruit somebody, they can't recruit anybody. So, you know, in, in some ways, I think if, I, if, that was my, if that had been my position, I'd go, you know, you guys, it's been five months, you know, and, and you've been looking around and, and, and you come back to me now and say, yeah, you want me to do it? But I don't know. That, I'm just I'm I'm guessing on that, so I could be dead wrong. Ooh, I like your dark side. That's oh, that that's that's I like. Thanks for throwing the spice <laughs> in on that one. You know, another timing story comes out of Bonneville and Cumulus. There was a woman that was the uh, director of sales for Bonneville, Denver. She got passed over to become the market manager when uh, Scott Sutherland hired Katie Reed out of Cox, Jacksonville, to come to Denver to be the market manager. Now, that job was open for four or five months as well. Remember, we talked about that a lot last year. So Darlene we Park did. doesn't get the job. Now, she shows up on the 3rd of January. She's announced that she's the, it's announced that she's the market manager for Cumulus in Indianapolis. Wow. Okay. Interesting move. So I looked back onto the Bonneville job site to see if that DOS position was posted, okay, on that same day, January 3rd. And sure enough, Katie Reed had posted the director of sales job for Bonneville, Denver, 28 days before. So a month before this announcement that Darlene's gone, Katie had posted the job. So she knew Darlene was gone or leaving for this job. And then Dave Milner, who's the hiring manager for that Cumulus Indianapolis job, sits there and goes, hey, listen, you've got the job, Darlene, but you know, I'm not going to announce it till January 3rd, okay? So we're going we're gonna to save money for another month, and you're going to get the gig the beginning of January. Okay, cool. Or it could have been, I, I need some time off. I need to take a break. I need to move. You know, okay, well, you can start on the 3rd. But still, it's an interesting thing where this person finally suddenly gets this job, but the job had been post her old job was posted a month before. It's amazing. Now got one more for you. And this is Nancy Andriatis, who was the top sales rep for iHeart in Orlando. And it was interesting in the trades last week because it said that she'd gotten hired by a big law firm called Morgan and Morgan, a giant legal services company, or do I say injury Anyway, uh, ambulance PI firm in in uh, in Orlando. They hired her away. From, Careful, they'll sue you. That's true. They hired her away from from iHeart uh, in Orlando after thirty some thirty two years, I think, at, at the Orlando cluster for Clear Channel then iHeart, and and I went, you know, to to run all of their radio. So she's going to do all their radio marketing wherever Morgan and Morgan has offices, and they serve different markets. So why would she leave? I thought, after 30 years, why would she leave? Well, leave it to one of our listeners who said, Keith, Keith, this is a no-brainer. Because I'm thinking that they try to cut her commission. Did they try to, you know, cut her list? You know, what, what, what are they doing? And they said probably that a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, for 28 of those 32 years, she worked for a woman named Linda Bird. And Linda retired last year, okay? So what happens when your manager retires? They replace that person with a new manager. So now you got to break in a new manager. Even if you know him well, this this person, in this case, a guy, kind of, you know, it's got to, you got to break him in. Okay. And then another thing happens is that Linda was also the regional person overseeing all of Florida for iHeart. So they replaced her with Kim Guthrie. 
who used to be at Cox, but retired from running the entire Cox radio division. They brought her back as the regional for Florida. Okay. Well, the big cluster across town in Orlando is owned by Cox. So I'm sure Kim's coming in going, listen, I know how this game works. And what is this gal doing making all this dough, doing all this business? So I'm sure that life got a little uncomfortable for Nancy. And she went, you know what? She got the gig at her uh, at her biggest clients. You know? And so, you know, good for her. But, you know, that never comes out in the press release. <laughs> and what doesn't come out in the it's press release. It's funny how that happens. Yeah. What doesn't come out is is the existing manager going, oh, phew. Well, we saved we saved three hundred fifty grand, or we saved three hundred grand. Now that Nancy's gone, I can give that to a rep and pay them a hundred grand and still get the same amount of business. Well, guess what? That never works out. <laughs> never, ever. No. Well, we both know that because we both tried to do it <laughs> over the <Yeah>. years. <laughs> you know, we, well, I like to say we were we were told to do that. You know, we never did that voluntarily. You know. Yeah, well, uh, I did it voluntarily, so okay, but I learned my lesson the hard way. All right, interesting, interesting things going on in uh, in hiring and firing these days. So there you go. Always is you bring us up to date on it. Love the way you follow it, and I thank you. You do do a great job of keeping that, and you got so many good inside contacts. So thanks for giving us the scoop on who's zooming who. Well, we got great listeners. Yeah, we do. We do. Remember, we're dropping uh, Media Insultant weekly on Wednesdays now, starting next week. Of course, Media Insultant is a production of InTown Media. We do interim contract management for radio stations. You can find the podcast on any podcasting platform. The videos are in Vimeo on the Media Insultant Showcase. And uh, as I say, we're going to drop new shows starting next week on Wednesday. So, Keith, uh, we're going to um, have kind of a shift in schedule here. We're going to be doing this once a week instead of twice a week. So we're just going to have to get twice as good for half the time. So until I see you next week, have a good week. Good talking to you. <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. And does this mean my pay gets cut in half, too? Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs>